Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's been a busy week in the Canadian skies. Two buyouts of airlines being announced this week. On Monday, Onyx Corporation announced it's going to be buying WestJet. And then on Thursday, Air Canada said it's in exclusive talks to buy Air Transat and the vacation travel businesses associated with it. What is this going to mean for you, the flying public and consumer, to talk about that? We're joined by Gabor Lukash. He is our resident air passenger rights expert. Hi, Gabor. Good evening. Good evening to you. So are the skies going to be less friendly once these buyouts take place? I'm less concerned about a WestJet buyout than the uh, Air Transit one. But even the WestJet one raises some concerns because I've been uh, observing WestJet wanting or unwillingly turning into the new Air Canada. They are being more combative with their passengers, less passenger-friendly over the past few years, trying to find every possible excuse not to pay compensation that is owed to passengers. But actually, Air Canada has been making some efforts to improve. Well, WestJet has uh, been struggling a little bit. Do you think that that might be explained why they were trying to cut corners here and there? I don't think they were struggling particularly. That's not my impression. But certainly... uh, Becoming more uh, aggressive with your consumers is not the way to expand your consumer base, to expand your clientele. On the contrary, um, the correct competition would be to provide a better service, to be more um, cooperative and and more reasonable on matters where the law is clearly on the consumer's side. With respect to Air Transit, though, it's it's a bigger concern because uh, together with Air Canada, they will have close to two-thirds of the transatlantic market in the uh, summer. So that would raise very serious concerns in terms of uh, creating a quasi-monopoly. Um, and uh, Canada is already a kind of oligopoly when it comes to the airline industry. But when you compound that with even more concentration of uh, more of the market of the supply in the hands of a single player, that raises significant concerns and consumers may be exposed to higher prices as a result. Yeah, I was going to say, will prices go up for both airlines, do you think? The prices may go up for Air Canada because uh, they are getting rid of the only competitor, only major competitor uh, in the low fare type of service um, to Air Canada Rouge. So, For myself, for example, I travel to Hungary quite frequently. It is a concern. Uh, When you look at WestJet, I'm not sure whether their fares will go up as a result of this. Although, if Air Canada is more in a position to raise fares, then because we have insufficient competition to begin with in Canada, it is going to get worse as a result, I'm afraid. Now, how much competition do you think we can have? Because it seems that airlines constantly come and go in this country. I remember Canada 3000, that disappeared. Canjet came and went. How big of, uh, you know, how many players do you think we realistically can have? I'm not sure whether it's necessarily a question of how many players. Perhaps it's also a question of the timing and understanding 
the market better. Um, I would say that what Canada could easily handle is what is called cabotage, where European airlines that already fly into Canada and already bring in their planes could pick up domestic passengers and continue. So, for example, um, Lufthansa could fly into Toronto, land there, which they already do, pick up some Toronto passengers, continue to Vancouver, and then possibly from Vancouver pick up passengers and bring them all the way back to Europe. So once you're able to move passengers within the country in a foreign airline, it makes also your transatlantic routes more attractive and it opens up more markets for you without having to to generate your profit exclusively in the domestic market. And I would say that that may be the future. We have to accept the fact that we live in a globalized economy. I, I don't think that trying to go back to the national economic boundaries make sense in the long run. We need to be sustainable. We need to be competitive. And we cannot pretend that our airlines are competitive by uh, simply being protectionists. Now, you also have a lot uh, of complaints around the way passengers are treated. And this government was supposed to bring in passenger bill of rights. Seems, though, that passenger rights are still up in the air, aren't they? Well, the the government published um, proposed regulations back in December 2018, but unfortunately the proposed regulations make things worse for Canadians. So a number of people, including myself, have serious concerns. More than 8,000 Canadians wrote letters of protest about what is being proposed. And now the government is still thinking what it is going to do. However, I'm not holding my breath about it. I suspect, fear, the government is just going to ignore the public concerns and just plow ahead with regulations that are predominantly going to claw back on the rights of travelers. All right. I want to thank you so much. Gabor Lukash is the air passenger rights expert. We talked to a lot here at uh, Global News Radio. Thanks so much for your time tonight. Thank you very much for having me. I wonder how lobbying our MPs is going to go over. I mean, they at least, they fly commercial so uh, they probably have more experience. But, you know, the prime minister, I don't know what the point is of writing to him. He's on the challenger. He's he's up there jetting over everybody, spewing CO2 everywhere. What does he care? I went back and forth to Florida, what, like three times, I think, over the holidays. Oh, it's all good. Uh, yeah, I don't think he's uh, – his feet aren't quite on the ground in the same way when it comes to airlines, air travel, and passengers' rights. Maybe that's why the Passengers' Bill of Rights is – so weak because it doesn't grant us the same, not nearly the same level of compensation that you get in Europe. And just as a funny story, um, when uh, Gabba was talking there about WestJet and the way it treats people and how that's kind of gone off the rails, I had a horrible experience with them last year with a flight that was supposed to go to Europe, to London, and got put off, put off, put off while standing around at the airport, about 300 people for this plane. And then all of a sudden, boom, they just say, it's not leaving. At that point, it was 1030 at night. You could hear the cries of children and people. It was just a disaster scene. And uh, I was there with my daughter, too. She was not impressed. She started sobbing and screaming. I mean, and nobody cared. And they really were. It was really not a good service moment. I fought to get compensation, and I did. 
But I had to write letters and do what, you know, WestJet's supposed to be the happy, friendly. Maybe Onyx will turn it around. You know, forget the leather seats. It's all about the service, people. That's really what you expect. So, If you reflect on the, the glory days, the golden so, age of airlines, yes. men would put on suits. Oh, women that. would basically yes. put on ballroom gowns to get on an airplane. And you got food and leg room. And now, I mean, it's it's the level of service has dropped below, you know, city bus. Yeah, and everyone was smoking in those days, too. <laughs> you know if you get on a plane today and there's an ashtray, you know, the sealed ashtray in the armrest, that plane's about 30 or 40 years old. Get off, get off immediately. And the signs that say, you know, it's a crime to smoke on this airplane. It is also a crime to smoke in this airplane's bathrooms. Yeah, not a good thing at all. Dear Tasha Carden, sitting in for Alex Pearson, Global News Radio.